Now, we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, verses 22 to 23. And in particular today, we're looking at the first of the fruit of the Spirit, love. There once was a time when a little cartoon appeared in the daily papers entitled Love Is. It would have this man and woman looking at each other with loving eyes. And there would be a little saying underneath saying, love is trusting or love is letting her have the first bite. I couldn't find anything about love letting her have the last bite. That's good news. There's some boundaries. Of course, these are just actions that have been prompted by having love for someone else. We share, care, give and trust. But we do need to understand what the word love really means because in one moment we might say we love pizza or chocolate and in the next sentence say that we love our mum or dad. Let me tell you, if you have a wife or girlfriend and you're using the same sentence that you love her and love chocolate, you better be able to run faster than hide. You'll be in trouble. But what does the Bible say more about love? John 15, 13, it says, Greater love has no man than this, than he lays down his life for his friends. Or later, Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Or in Galatians 5, 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love. In the Hebrew scriptures of the Old Testament, the word for love is ahava. However, the language Jesus spoke and taught him from today, day to day was um, Aramaic, in which the word for love is rachmah. But then as Jesus' followers spread his teachings around the world, they used Greek, and that word was agape. The good thing about the Greek language is that they have a number of words to describe different kinds of love. There's eros love, and this is a romantic or sexual love. Philia love, which is felt by friends and extended family. And there's storge love. This is a familial love, a type of love that's between a parent and a child. This is the love that allows a parent to instinctively love the child no matter what. And finally, agape love, a love that is wrapped in faithfulness and commitment and is an act of the will. It's maybe the greatest kind of love for it's unconditional and not based on what we do. It simply accepts you for who you are is best described in 1 Corinthians 13 by Paul, who describes love being patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast nor is proud. It doesn't dishonor. It is not self-seeking and not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth, protects hopes. They're the words that Paul spoke, often used in marriage ceremonies, but it's for us all in our life. And agape is patient. Agape, love, is kind. Agape doesn't dishonor. It's that word agape that Paul uses in 1 Corinthians 13. Agape trusts, hopes. Agape always perseveres. This agape is the very word that Paul uses in our passage in Galatians 5.22 and is the type of love that we as believers should exhibit and develop in our lives and should experience from God to us. So we get something from him, this agape love. For God so loved, that word is agape, so loved the world that he gave his only son. And now we who are loved can express agape love to those in our world, wherever we are. Hope that helps you understand a little bit more about Galatians, fruit of the spirit, the love of God.